I'd like to welcome you to the first of our series of innovation podcasts. These talks are intended to put the spotlight on some amazing work being done by innovative UK firms. I'm Robert Baldock, the MD of Cluster, the Innovation Brokers. We help large companies with complex business challenges and or huge opportunities. We introduce them to our ecosystem of innovative firms that we know well and totally trust. These firms are uniquely qualified to solve problems, exploit opportunities, and deliver the right solutions fast. The topic for today's podcast is digital assistance. To help us all understand the state of this art, may I introduce you to Andy Feltham, who's the head of innovation for Filament, a leading AI firm. Andy, welcome. Thank you very much, Robert. Fantastic introduction. Lovely to be here. Great. Andy, please tell us something about yourself and Filament. Thank you. So uh, I've been in technology industry for a number of years. Indeed, prior to joining Filament, I was an IBM master inventor working across a whole range of emerging technologies. Um, I joined Filament, though, because much like Filament does, we we kind of understand that there's this gap between the the clever technology that's out there and the understanding of the implementation. And so both myself and Filament are sort of personally um, on a mission to sort of help companies really adopt technology, uh, and in particular, artificial intelligence. And when I say adopt technology, I don't mean sort of uh, every single bell and whistle. What we mean by that is really drive value from the technology. And actually, sometimes that means using a small piece of that technology, but very, very well, and so on. And as we'll see, you know, um, automation and and digital assistants are part of that sort of subset of artificial intelligence. And we try and strive to kind of make sure people use them to the best of their abilities. Great. So can you please tell us what digital assistants are and how they are different to chatbots and indeed why they're better? So the term digital assistants and chatbots are often interchanged and often it's down to the use cases that they are um, used in as to why we might refer to one or the other. Under the covers, though, they are ultimately the same technology. Uh, We describe it as a supervised learning approach where we train a, a technology to understand the types of messages people say when they want to trigger a certain intent. So that might be about ordering coffee or whatever. And I might say various different training phrases like, can I have a tea, can I have a latte, can I have a mocha, all of which mean the same kind of thing. Can I order a hot drink? And that's my intent. Um, So although they are similar, the difference between chatbots and digital assistants is often about how far reaching they go. Um, So we often tend to kind of think of chatbots as as very much an almost single use application that doesn't have much depth in terms of what it can answer and how it can support you. Digital assistant, on the other hand, is much more capable and much more integrated to other systems and therefore is able to go further in assisting you, not just the first time you use it, but also on subsequent occasions when you might need similar problems uh, or similar questions being answered. So a follow on question to that would be what situations do digital assistants best lend themselves to and vice versa? Yeah, so I think. A digital assistant can still answer very simple questions. And indeed, I think is a good place to start when you're building an assistant is to start by um, starting simple and starting to understand your user in terms of what they need. But really, digital assistants lend themselves to applications that need integration into company systems or indeed public data sets as well. So scenarios where you might want to look up the status of something, where you might want to submit information in order to start a process. Um, typically, sort of chatbots don't tend to do that. 
um, whereas those assistants uh, can tend to integrate into all kinds of different things. So how have digital assistants helped customers to self-serve and how far can you go with them? The limit is often down to the kind of integrations that are available to you. And obviously, that's a changing landscape. But uh, we've seen digital assistants help customers in all kinds of use cases, everything from uh, booking appointments with support team members, uh, looking at robotic process automation for things like password resets and so on, even you know raising help desk tickets to you know process a quote or to book in someone to come and visit your property for, for whatever it may be. So um, I think the same technology is clearly kind of applicable to lots of different scenarios. And I think where we can really help is trying to tease out the art of the possible, really, with those use cases and with that technology so that you can help your customers in as many ways as possible. And how have you seen them help employees self-serve? Yeah, it's a great point that a lot of people tend to look outwardly facing when building sort of digital solutions like that. They think it's all about helping customers. And of course, there's some fantastic use cases in that. But equally, the internal use cases are just as important. And we've seen a lot of companies uh, deploy some sort of HR related use cases that might help them look for jobs, look for training. Um, or indeed just find documents that are on internal systems and sort of put information at their fingertips in a way that is more natural to them. You know, we've all been using natural language for most of our lives. So this technology is very akin to actually very seamless experiences and very intuitive user interfaces. Your company has a product called EBM to help people build digital assistants. How does it work? So EBM works almost like a middleware. So it uh, sits on top of the natural language processing technologies such as Google Dialogflow or IBM Watson um, and aims to provide a really simple user interface that allows subject matter experts to build solutions. And for us, it's really important that those subject matter experts are included in the process because this technology is only going to be growing and growing and growing. And if we're reliant on developers, then for a start, they're harder to sort of find and scale and so on. But it also means we can't change at the rate that we need to be able to change as new questions need to be added or sort of slight adaptions need to be made sort of thing. So EBM allows those subject matter experts to create the content and integrate it very easily with any of those backend systems that we've talked about earlier. So what situations best lend themselves to the use of digital assistant technology like EBM? So ultimately, you can build any bot you like with, with EBM. But I think really some of the, the features in EBM do lend themselves to companies that are thinking about this as a as a platform rather than a single application. So the tendency when you're starting might be to use an off-the-shelf product and to build something for your current scenario. But really, we've seen that bots and the technology are going to be on voice-driven systems, on mobiles, on uh, all kinds of different platforms. And so really, you have to think about the technology as a platform rather than as a one-off solution. EBM is here to help with that. And we'll be adding new technologies and new support for other channels as and when the technology grows and is available. And typically, how do you get people going? So often our approach is to start small and to iterate. So rather than build a significant application that might take months and months, that sort of more agile approach is very applicable when it comes to building digital assistants. And it's not just because it simplifies the problem. One of the nice things about having a solution out in the public that's small and agile is that you get to listen to your end users. You get to find out the questions that they want to ask. And based on that, you can then adapt and change and add new content as need be. 
they're your own roadmap, if you like. They, they can provide you with really useful insight that's going to mean you can build content that makes that user experience very sticky and gets repeat usage. So there must be other products like yours in the market. What makes yours different or better? Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a fascinating landscape and there are new companies that are appearing um, all over the place. I think there's a couple of key differentiators for us. Uh, firstly, we are very much NLP agnostic. So, um, you know, our companies, our clients can change NLP whenever they want to. If there's a different price or a different technology they want to make use of, uh, they're flexible enough to do that. But also that focus on the subject matter expert is really important. I've seen far too many technologies that still seem to rely on developers building the bots and testing them and writing them. And that just slows the process down. We've had a number of clients testimonies that sort of talk about how they're able to build solutions in weeks, not months. Um, and that's a real key differentiator in this kind of very changing landscape. Fascinating. So my final question, Andy, it's a bit of an off the wall question. <laughs> if you could devise any digital assistant, what would it do? Mine, for example, would help me find specific images or documents from my vast data library. And if it can't, look outside for me. Yeah, so I think mine is around sort of data. And I know we've got all kinds of wealth of sort of data warehouses around and business intelligence applications and stuff. But every time I see someone being one being used, they always seem very difficult and challenging. You need a sort of degree in business analytics to be able to get the information you want. Yet for me, actually getting the information is about saying, uh, describing the query you want. And to me, that lends itself ideally to a sort of digital assistant, whereby you could sort of describe the graph or chart you want and using intents and, and entities within that kind of um, processing, be able to recognize how to generate the relevant query for what you need. And you could easily imagine, you know, a, a query saying, Alexa, show me the last six month sales data for Northern, Northern Europe and have a, a graph appear on your on your workspace sort of thing, as easy as that. Well, let me know when you've finished it and I'll tell my friends all about it. Absolutely, I'd love to do it. Well, thanks Andy for being my guest today and for telling us about the art of the possible as it relates to digital assistance. Uh, that's it for now. Uh, do look out for our next episode of Cluster Innovation Podcasts. This is your host, Robert Baldock, wishing you a safe but hopefully innovative day.